0: hi welcome to life take shape i'm denise Maline, and i'm trisha beckham join us as we discuss what has shaped our lives so you can get your life in shape take shape i'm trisha beckham denise is not with me i just saw her in new york city but she is too busy being on her boat this summer and said she's no longer podcasting so instead i am here with my guest austin b sweeney welcome to the podcast austin
1: thank you trisha it's good to be here. I'm excited to talk about Afghanistan.
0: <laughs> We're definitely not talking about Afghanistan. I mean, we might.
1: I mean, you maybe never know. we will. We you don't know what's going to happen. Sure. That's
0: true. Okay. So Austin is a local solo artist, but also I call him the best guitar player west of the Mississippi. Well, thank you. He's. I mean, he's really good. So how do I know Austin? I went to the Klein. Country Campout? Was like, that the official name of it, I know, Austin? I don't
1: know about the official name of the Klein Campout. If it was.
0: It was like the Klein.
1: Yeah, I just call it, yeah, the Klein Campout, or Roger Klein Campout. Yeah. I just know that it was out in the middle of nowhere, where it should be.
0: <laughs> where it should be. And you be. had to
1: cross paths with a lot of cattle. <laughs> To get back to the spot.
0: And I had to use the four-wheel drive on my Bronco, which I didn't know, which really doesn't have four-wheel drive, but I did set it to the sand setting, and I was able to get there.
1: So I only had two-wheel drive, but I was able to make it back there, but I was worried about my tires the whole time because those rocks were sharp. And there was a lot of bouncing up and down. <laughs> I, like, I had just got my new car, and it's like, well, I mean, you got to work it in, you got to break it in. But yeah. it's like, this is a ru- it's like three miles down that road. It
0: was far. Yeah. And precarious. Like, but it precarious. wasn't just flat, and you were like, I just, I'm going to pop a tire and then game over. Yes. But it was fun. So, anyways, it was Saturday night. Do you remember one night you played? I don't remember anything because we partied really hard the whole weekend.
1: We did, <laughs> well. <laughs>
0: not to- I mean, not together. We did a little bit of partying together, but not yes. the whole time.
1: Um, I think I got down there on I don't know no don't, it Friday? was it was a Friday night because Friday. we played on uh, Friday mm-hmm. and Saturday and then I went back on Sunday and I felt like shit on Monday <laughs> when I got up for work so yes yeah, right. so we played, so Friday played Friday and
0: Saturday because
1: Saturday Coop was uh, had to run back to Tucson. Oh, did he? So everybody was just kind of hanging out, and it's like, I think, because I really like Bisbee. Have you been to Bisbee?
0: No, I haven't, but I remember you saying, I gotta go, and we're like, is he gonna go see about a girl? Like, who's he going to hook up with? But you're like, no, I love Bisbee, I love Bisbee,
1: so I went down to Bisbee, and uh, went to kind of all my little favorite spots in Bisbee, and uh, had a drink at the Grand Hotel, and then made my way back just in time for the show, and apparently... On stage at, like, 2 p.m., he was like, I don't know where the hell my guitar player is.
0: I was in the audience, and he (laughs) said, has anybody seen my guitar player? And I looked left, and I looked right, and I was like, no, he's not here.
1: (laughs) No, it's good to keep a sense of mystery.
0: (laughs) It It is. And another guy jumped on stage, and it just wasn't the same.
1: It wasn't uh, I'm the not going to speculate on either. Yeah, one.
0: no, we probably shouldn't. But, anyways, he jumped on, and I was like, yeah, no, it's just not the same. It really we is do really have a cool thing.
1: I do really enjoy playing guitar for Coop. Yeah. Uh, Drew Cooper.
0: Drew Cooper. I guess we should
1: say the full name.
0: On Spotify. Look him up.
1: And uh, actually, kind of fun story about that. So, Coop is currently on tour going through like Texas and Illinois and Tennessee. He's from Illinois originally. Wow.
0: I had no idea. Yeah.
1: And so they're, uh, and I think Oklahoma too is where they're going. But uh, we played a 4th of July show and.
0: Up was, in Prescott at the rodeo. Up in
1: Prescott. Uh, uh, no, it was at uh, Watson Lake. I don't know oh, what.
0: I love Watson Lake.
1: It was pretty cool. Really? I've never been up there.
0: And you guys just played like where? Uh,
1: we played what? like a. It was like, there's like a giant grass area, mm. uh, you know. Uh, half a mile not half a mile quarter of a mile walk from the lake nice because there's no place for an audience at the lake no but uh so we played there, and we went on before, and then the Black Moods went on after us.
0: Oh, sweet! And
1: uh, it was a great show. We had three, we had four guitars on stage. We had me, we had Pat James Jr., we had Jim Bachman. Wow! And so we we're all like trying to figure out our guitar parts. But anyways, long story <laughs> short, is they're all bugging me. They're going, you got to quit your job tomorrow. We're going on tour. Just call and tell me you've got coronavirus or whatever. <laughs> and I was like, can't do that. I, you know, I. Uh, I'm trying to work my way out of my job, but currently they're giving me health insurance, and so I'm going to figure out a way I can make yep. this all happen. Just give me a couple of days. Yeah. And, uh, anyway, long story short, I went to them, and I said, you know, if I'm going to uh, blah, 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 I would like to be able to take time off to go tour in the future. Yeah. Um, you know, I've worked for you guys for three years and kind of stuck around through some overturn, and um, I'm kind of the lead uh trucking guy there yeah Uh, i sort of train the other drivers and i'm currently training one of our drivers to be a cdl driver wow and um my uh the guy who runs the warehouse super cool got a great relationship with him and he's like yeah he goes if you give me enough heads up we'll make it work
0: serious yeah yeah, I was so. thinking he'd be like, hell no.
1: I know, but... Uh, and I, you
0: get to keep your health insurance, yeah, go, health and you're insurance. still an employee. I've
1: got a great, you know, it's a great company. So the point is, the next time that they're going on tour, I told Coop, "Is just like, give me enough heads up. Yeah. And uh, we can make this happen. Because so Coop be cool is
0: that'd... notorious for giving you no heads up.
1: Uh, he is not, uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's not too hot on the... <laughs>
0: I'm going to make I mean, him come on the podcast. I force people to come on the podcast. I, I kind of twisted Austin's arm. Not a lot. A little bit. I was like, you're going to come on the podcast. He's like, yeah, I will do that. Yeah. But we'll have Drew on, too. We should you have you guys together if I would have planned. But Yeah. Well,
1: we'll I'm trying to have on him on too. our po- on Kevin and I's Good Time and Buzz podcast, too. We just haven't got around to it. We were supposed to do it when we played Country Thunder the last time.
0: Yeah. And you know how it
1: goes. We a music festival. You don't really want to sit in a trailer, and so it's gonna happen. We did do one. Do you know Shane Britt from the Trains? I don't. So the Trains are don't. another fantastic band out of Safford, and um, there's just a lot of cross pollination between them and uh, Jim Bachman and the Day Drinkers and Coop and blah blah blah. Yeah. But uh, he was our first uh, like musician guest out of Phoenix, so he'd be a good one. He's got a great storyteller. and That's,
0: I gotta go back and listen of, to that episode. Yeah. I only listened to one episode, and it was the Circus Mexicas episode oh, yeah. i was in i was at circus mexico so i was like well let Good me time. hear what austin's experience was but let's talk about country thunder yes so oh. i went to country thunder for the first time ever in my life i used to teach at chandler gilbert i was a okay. professor down there and my class was on friday morning mm-hmm. weird time to have a class every semester students would be like so it's country thunder time I'm not going to be in class on Friday. And they would be like half my class. I'm, I'm not going cla- to right? be in class. I'm not going to no, yeah. be in class. They would just tell me, no, I'm not going to be in class because it's college and they don't really care. It's well, like, that's I'm telling true. you.
1: I wouldn't have even told my professor. I, you
0: wouldn't have even told your But I kept going. So if half of you are going to be gone, that's totally fine. I'll make some adjustments. We'll do something else. But Where are you going? country thunder and I was like for years and I was like is this a fun they're like oh professor you didn't even
1: know about it I had
0: no I mean I knew it was like a music festival but how long have you been in Arizona I'm not gonna say okay 20 years okay and people were talking about it and I wasn't huge into country music Mm -hmm. my grandparents listened to country music growing up I listened to John Denver Marshall Tucker Band Gatlin Brothers you know it's kind of a narrow cross section of country so as long as it's
1: not pop country
0: Oh, come on. You love you some pop country. I was listening to pop country on the way in, and I was like, Austin would absolutely die if I knew I was listening to this song.
1: Hear me out. There are... Give me
0: a pop country song that you cannot stand right now. uh,
1: Well, I don't really listen to current country radio, so I can't give you one that I can't stand right now. Okay. But I, you know, there's a few Luke Bryan songs out there that are pretty rough. Florida Georgia Line. Now, hear me out. They've got some songs that are pretty good. Yeah. My whole thing on pop country, and I want to put this out there, my whole thing on pop country, it's a philosophy, my whole thing on pop country is I don't actually technically have a problem with it. Okay. Uh, If people like it, that's great. People go out to shows, they have fun, like it provides jobs for these big touring companies, like there's a lot of good things about it. Yeah. My only actual problem with it is that A, they're calling it country, Yeah. and B, Agreed. that's what dominates the country stations. Agreed. So if they want to be pop country but be on the pop station or be on a new radio station, go right ahead. I'm going to listen to a couple of those songs. That's kind of fun. Yeah. There are fun party songs. Like, I like party tunes. However, you can't take country radio, the radio airwaves, away from legitimate country musicians Tyler Childers Sturgill Simpson like there's so many good ones out there that people are completely Zach Bryan that people are completely sleeping on Um, there's a great underground sort of word of mouth thing that goes on with a lot of these artists they sell huge arenas and stuff but it's like why don't we sort of start turning the boat very slowly back towards, like, actual country music. Yeah. Pop country can still exist, just put on a different station. Yeah. Not I, only I, I like then. that.
0: I like that idea because, honestly, those are two different types of country music fans. Yeah. They're totally different country music fans.
1: Well, it's like... Well, I mean, it's pop music in that, like, everybody loves the thing of the day, mm-hmm. but they won't be remembered in ten years. There's a couple that last a little bit longer than others. True. But in general... It's like Sturgill Simpson and Tyler Childers and some of these more underground guys. They're sort of big now, but underground guys. Those guys will have fans until the day that they die.
0: Yeah. Well, and Zach Bryan is Zach new. Zach Bryan
1: is new, but he's got this dedicated following. So many yeah. people come up to shows like, do you know any Zach Bryan songs? He's but so good. But there's a lot of pop country acts that people aren't going to care about in five years. True. And so it's just a different style. It's a lot more... Um, it's quick hit stuff like there's not a lot of deeper stuff to it and there's mm-hmm. a place for that music it's just not my thing and country music isn't really that either no, country music is not. very much life experience um, deeper meanings you really feel it not on a this song jams kind of level but yeah. more in like you're driving alone in your car yeah, and it touched my soul kind of way exactly. that's what country music really is about so okay. I have, yeah, I've got no problem with pop songs. There's a lot of pop songs I like. Let's just label it differently here. Let's
0: label it. I, let's just label it differently. Yeah, exactly. That's a pretty
1: simple thing. Well, like, the, let's just label it differently.
0: Everybody's like, I love country. And you're like, what kind of country?
1: Yeah, they say, I love Dan and Shay. Yeah. Love Sam Hunt.
0: Sam Hunt. I did listen to a Sam Hunt song today, and I'm like, this guy's not country. Like, this is not fair. Like, he yeah. cannot be under country He can't. Yeah. He shouldn't be. Yeah. It's really not fair to the rest of the country guys. It's really not. But and Morgan Wallen, country pop?
1: He's, now, Morgan Wallen is in sort of the pop country space, but he's he also is. got some, like, good songs, like, well-written songs. Um I need to listen to more of his music to have a full uh, opinion on it. Yeah. I do know there's a lot of songs I've heard of his that I really dig. So yeah, sure. Um, yeah, that's about as far but as But he's more on. pop. What about, yeah.
0: you know who I saw at uh, Country Thunder that I was like, what's happening? It's <laughs> Hardy.
1: Oh, Hardy's fun. Like I saw him. What is that even? I saw him too. It's
0: like the kid rock.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I don't even want to mm-hmm. call him that. That's not even a good but Hardy kind of stands alone. Like Hardy's where different.
1: is he? He He's got sort of a country alt rock slash a little bit of pop country vibe. Because yeah, like does? he like he covered Blurry by Puddle of Mud at that show. He did? Yeah, it was actually I was there. Good. Did
0: I listen to it? I must have been.
1: Now yeah, there's a lot of other stuff going on. <laughs> there's Thunder, a so lot going on. You're like, look over there. Look over there. Oh, my
0: God. Look at that.
1: But he's got a lot of, like, straight ahead, sort of, uh, like, mid-2000s alternative rock stuff going yeah. on with a lot of his songs. Uh, but he's got, like, the song Where You At, which is, it's just upbeat and fun and good guitars on it. Yeah. And I don't really know how to classify him either, but he does a lot of... So he started as a songwriter. Yeah. So he does a lot of songwriting for guys like, uh, Morgan Wallen. Yeah. And, um, a lot of the guys that are becoming big now in the pop country space. He, if you look on the liner notes, you're going to see Hardy's name quite a bit. Yeah. He has a really good talent for, he's got a great, uh, ear for like good hooks. Yeah. He's really good at sort of putting words together in a fun way to say them, yeah. or a fun way to sing them, whatever. Um, he has a certain knack for writing songs that just catch your ear.
0: Yeah, they do. So,
1: but he does sort of exist a little bit differently.
0: So his, what's the song about the shoebox and the money?
1: Well, I wish I could tell you.
0: Yeah, it wasn't that good. Shoebox <laughs> and the money, go Austin! Uh, well, You know, that's not very helpful. I'm not deep into his
1: catalog. I know it sounded like I knew a lot about him. I know... (laughs)
0: Well, you know a lot about, like, who he is as an artist. Maybe not necessarily his songs. But, yeah, I mean, both of them... At first, I was like... I'm digging this guy because mm-hmm. I had never heard him before, yep. and so you're sitting there and you know how it is at a concert, you want to hear the songs that you know, yep. and then occasionally you'll hear a song. Oh, I didn't know they sang that song, I love that song! Yeah, but uh, it's just fun, it's it's you're super like, Holy shit, I
1: didn't know who sang this song, it's this guy,
0: I had no idea, and so he played two songs that I was like, you know. I could probably, I could probably listen to more Hardy because I really do think he has an unusual sound and his vibe was kind of fun. I'm like scrolling through, so the one beer song.
1: Uh Do you know that song? I do know that song. He
0: went to Jared. Just cracks me. You went to
1: Jared's fun. One beer is a weird rhythmic thing to the.
0: It does. It does I could I could play it But I do like He went to Jared Right
1: Yeah
0: But it's At the beginning You're like This song's stupid I don't like it Right It starts And you're like Meh But he went to Jared That song hits pretty hard
1: Yeah, it does. Well, that's one of those ones that, if I remember right, that has that a lot more mid-2000s alternative rock thing.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're like, wow, I really like this. He's blending some genres that don't necessarily get blended. Yeah. So, anyways. And what were we talking about? Country Thunder. So, what was that for you? So, did somebody call you? Were you playing with Coop? What happened at Country Thunder? So,
1: there was sort of two Country Thunders, not back-to-back, but... Within the span, of, so usually Country Thunder, I think, is every April. Yeah. But they did a Country Thunder in October. Yeah. Because April 2021 was, I think, it was still maybe a COVID thing. Yeah. So, which one? Did you go to the one in October? Because I think. That's no,
0: I wanted to go to the one in October, but Sorry. I didn't.
1: Hardy was at the one in April. April 2022. Okay, I must have missed them on that i can't remember but you
0: played april 2022
1: 2022 as well we actually so in october 2021 i played with coop just as lead oh, guitar player nice and then april 2022 i played both with coop on the later night show but uh, i'm also in a band uh, with Laura Hamlin and Castin Boone, called that's right. Salt River String Band. And that's more right. of a folky bluegrass. Um, we do a little bit of. I mean, the bass is obviously going to be bluegrass folk country stuff. Yeah. And Laura's a great songwriter, and we do a lot of her songs. But we'll get into some of my songs as well. Uh, we've been doing some of my songs. And then we'll cover it's fun. weirder songs. Like, we'll cover. Uh, Use me by Bill Withers is one of our favorite ones to do. Are
0: you kidding it's me? One of our favorite ones. Oh, to I do. love that we song. We get very
1: funky with that one. Caston plays a banjo on it. When he does a no. little. Yeah.
0: I need to hear this. Yeah, you got to hear it. Use me by Bill Withers, mm. and you guys are playing it with a banjo because yeah. the original one does not have a banjo. No, there's, no, not. there's no place for a banjo in that song. No. So that's why I'm trying to be like. Mm.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Is no, we there? Get, uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, I mean. I love it. There, so there's like the little. Um, there's the main riff of that song yeah. that I think is normally played on, like, a keyboard, maybe double with a guitar. I can't remember exactly. But uh, he does it with the banjo. And then we'll do a unison line with the guitar and banjo, and it's a cool thing.
0: That's amazing. That one's
1: always a surprise, because we start out with kind of very um, softer singer songwriter country yeah. stuff.
0: Yeah. Laura's
1: voice, which uh, she's got a great voice. She's a great writer. But her voice is very light. Okay. And then we come in on Use Me and I Sing on that one. And so there's this kind of uh, push back and forth that we kind of shift gears. Nice. And uh, it's a really cool dynamic, and uh, I think Laura's just the best.
0: That's so cool. And
1: uh, it's been great being in a band with her.
0: How did you meet her? How did you even come to know about
1: those two? Um, So, I can't...
0: Because Laura and who's the other guy?
1: Cast and Boone.
0: Have they known each other for a long time? They have.
1: They... R slash were in a band called Scattered Melodies. Scattered Melodies is still going. They actually just released a new EP called Culture.
0: Nice. And,
1: um, they're more of a funk, they're more of a funk, like, they're a straight-ahead kind of funk band. Okay. And, um, uh, there's so much cross-pollination because their drummer plays in a trio with Laura and I sometimes.
0: Oh, that's great! And though. it's
1: just awesome how many different kind of diff, you know different bands people play in. Yeah. But uh, I, th- I think it was November maybe of 2019. So I moved here in August of 2019 from Oregon. Yeah. And I started playing these open mics at Yucca Tap Room in Tempe. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I talked to the guy who ran it. And he said, "We've got this because they're usually more of a punk rock metal club." Yeah. And but they're going. He said, "We have a country night coming up, and would you like to be the acoustic opener nice. for these two other bands?" And these two other bands happen to be Salt River String Band and Jim Bachman and the Day Drinkers.
0: Oh no way!
1: And uh, so I was the opening guy, and I'd never met any of these people before. And but you know, stuck around and you know wanted yeah. to meet everybody, and because my whole thing when I moved here was I say. Not that, you know, I say yes to every gig. Yeah. Kind of no matter what. And if it may, you know, if it runs (laughs) me into the ground, it runs me into the ground. But I'm going to say yes to every gig. And maybe at some point I can be more selective. Um, Because I just knew, you know, I was 27 at the time. Something like that. 27 at the time. So it's like, you know, I want to hit it hard. Yeah. Why not? Yeah.
0: While I've got it to burn, I might as well burn it. Exactly. the fuel to burn. Yeah. So...
1: Anyways, I met those people. Met yeah. Josh Williams from the Day Drinkers. Yeah. He and I started just chat, chatting, and um, he and I became great friends. We played a show actually last Sunday. He and I became great friends. It turned out he lived in Oregon for a while in high school, and met everybody. And then a couple days later, he texts me. He goes, "You need to come out to Roosters in Mesa."
0: Yeah. Which I haven't been. I'm dying to You've go to Roosters. to Roosters. It, it's like 20 minutes from my house. What, what am I even doing?
1: Roosters is where everybody I, Roosters I just, is the place. I'm
0: down at Denim and Diamonds trying to learn how okay. to dance. It's not going well. Uh, well
1: <laughs> I need to get down there. But yeah, but you it's do. Fun. It is fun. But you got to go to Roosters, and that's where I've just met everybody else. And
0: And there's an upcoming Labor Day? No, November, it looks like, is the next Rooster show. Big...
1: I don't know about the next Rooster show. There's a big Labor Day thing, but that's I going up. Labor Day. That's in Pine. That's yeah, at Oregon County Inn. that's true. But uh, I met everybody. And, you know, I played uh, in Nashville. I played in Portland. And all kind of clicky. And if you don't know people, it's a little tougher to get in. Yeah. Not in Arizona.
0: In so Arizona, is, uh, everybody... Local music, and people don't know this about Arizona. Yeah. And I've just been lucky enough, because I was a refreshments fan, and now I'm watching the Peacemakers, that I've, I mean, I've always been a refreshments fan since 96. Of course, yeah. So I've always known there's this local music thing, but now it's like, now I've gotten a little bit more into it, and it's no joke.
1: It's really no joke, and everybody is the most generous, nicest, great players, great singers, great songwriters, like... Yeah. Yeah. It's not competitive. It's super friendly, but everybody wants to put out the best stuff they can, yeah. not to compete with anybody else, but because it's like, these guys are putting out awesome shit. I want to put out awesome shit. Yeah. And, um, I mean, everybody just, it's all hugs and when you see everybody and everybody come play this thing with me, come play that thing with me, let's just get together and jam. Yeah. It's the best. I, I got super lucky that yeah. they welcomed me in with... I mean, not lucky because they do that...
0: With everybody. With everybody.
1: They're the best. But, uh, yeah, I feel definitely blessed that I just happened to move down here and happen to run into the you know, people right. that introduced me to other people, and they just welcomed me with open arms. They're the best.
0: Okay, so how did you move down here? Why did you move down here? This is right. a random place to be.
1: I'll go as quick as I can with it. So I... Was in college in.
0: Or not, we'll just edit this down. All right. Be like, don't care, Austin, it's gone. i will try to be
1: succinct anyway. All right, right.
0: I appreciate that. I was in
1: college in, you know, 2015, and I was going to school
0: for. uh, Agricultural
1: business management and a minor in music.
0: He's going to be a singing farmer. You are (laughs) John (laughs) Denver.
1: That well, life on a farm is kind of laid back. It is ain't nothing old country boy like me can't have. That's right. But, early, uh,
0: in, early in the sack. No wait, how's it go? Thank God. Early God I'm to
1: rise early in the sack. sack. Thank, Thank God, God I'm a country, country boy. That's only semi true because it is not easy, <laughs> and it is nothing but exhausting. Because you know
0: farm life. Yeah. Your dad was a farmer. You guys have dad a farm. Dad was a farmer.
1: Grandfather was a farmer. His dad was a farmer.
0: Same farm. Mm-hmm.
1: Goes back quite a ways. And where it in Oregon? started
0: 1923. 1923? Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. Where in Oregon?
1: Uh, about an hour from the coast, just outside of Salem. Nice. The capital. And not uh,
0: where the witch trials were. That's a No, big that's, that's, Salem, that's. Salem,
1: Mass. That's Salem, Mass. This is Salem, Oregon. Don't get
0: confused, people.
1: No, uh, we have our own.
0: Witches. Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> Bitches. So, we,
0: yeah.
1: Your word's not mine. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, anyways, yeah, I grew up farming and. Um,
0: And you liked it enough to major in it.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I didn't know how music was going to go, but I figured, because I went to Oregon State University, go Beavs, and I'm not, I'm not going to miss an opportunity (laughs) to do that. I'm going to be very clear about that. (laughs) I have an opportunity to take it. That's
0: not going to be the last time we hear go Beavs. No, no, it is not.
1: (laughs) And, uh... And it's like, I want to hit it big with music, but I was so naive on how music worked, I, sw- I was so convinced, you know, you write one good song and it's going to take off. And That's
0: that's what I think. That's
1: what a lot of people think. And, and I, how
0: did you start in music? You wanted this to be succinct, and I'm just not going to let you do it. You're like, I'm really trying to get through this. Um, how did you start in music? Like the recorder in third grade, like me, Hot Cross Buns.
1: We did the recorder. I think it was fourth grade for us. The, well, oh, we did the recorder. we
0: little and that was Yes.
1: Well, I went to, <laughs> I'm not going to say where I went to school, but... Uh, uh, we called it an edumacation. <laughs> now I loved my high school, but uh, I got to skip a lot of class, and nice. people weren't all that upset yeah. So, hey, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> but uh, yeah, recorder recorded in fourth grade, and then I was in the school band playing trumpet in the fifth grade. and nice. And then in I think maybe the sixth grade, I got a guitar for Christmas from my grandparents Wow, on the farming side.
0: Did you ask for a guitar?
1: I don't remember. Hmm. I don't remember. I think I must have. But yeah. I got a guitar, and I didn't do anything with it for like a year or two. And then I just remember being in my room, and I was probably like 11 or 12, and I would put on just different music, Yeah. a lot of country music, and I would just start faking guitar playing.
0: That's so interesting. Uh,
1: air guitar with a real guitar with those songs. Now there's a bunch of like old home movies and i'm sure this goes for a lot of guitar players a lot of old home movies of me doing that with a tennis racket when i was like four
0: <laughs> we, we so. need these movies oh, too, yeah. on the, the website so people can see this
1: <laughs> if anybody knows who Stephen curtis chapman is, oh
0: we do and we just talked about this because i said at your last show i said what song will make you cry and you said Cinderella, Cinderella by, by Stephen shaman uh-huh. And his daughter had died before or after yeah, he wrote the it was song. Before or after? And, and that's if you don't know. Either
1: way, it's heavy as it, hell. It's
0: heavy as hell.
1: It's a very maybe that's not the right word to use for Christian music, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's heavy as hell. It's heavy as hell. You're it's like heavy. I can't. Did I give you an answer To what song makes me cry Oh cover me up Cause sure you and You and Coop Every time Play that stupid song And I'm like Stop it I shouldn't have said anything <laughs> well, When Laura
1: and I do that like Coop always does that one solo I do it with Laura Oh but, Does uh, she
0: sing on it
1: She does the harmonies Oh help it, me It is my favorite song To do with her
0: so we're trying. Yeah, no, but I want to yeah. talk about cover me up for a second sure. because people think it's a Morgan Wallen song.
1: I know, and I try to address that every time I play it. On and the I stage. was
0: so grateful. So I'm, I'm watching Austin. Where was, I, where was that? Old Ellsworth Brewing Company. Old
1: Ellsworth Brewing Company.
0: Like Wait, two, two weeks ago?
1: Yes, but I didn't play it then because Old Ellsworth only no, right. originals. No,
0: right. They only allow originals. Mm -hmm. That's fascinating. So then it was at Distillery.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Distillery. So Austin plays the song, and everybody thinks it's a Morgan Wallen song, but it is not. It's a Jason. Jason Isabel. And if you go back and read why he wrote the song, it's a beautiful story. Mm -hmm. He's on stage. He's a terrible alcoholic. He's trying to hold on to his career, but he's a drunk.
1: He was a guitar player for Drive By Truckers for a long time. That's right. And um, they partied really hard. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, he just fell into it. And, you know, he's a songwriter. He's an artist. And they have a tendency to have, you know, problems like that. And, uh, sure.
0: I have these same problems, and I'm not yeah. a musician, so.
1: <laughs> you're an artist. And you're, you've got a podcast. You're an artist got a, that, like, I'm an
0: artist. But anyway, so did you hear the part? Especially,
1: like, all the things going on now. <laughs>
0: All the things as, going as on. As I pour
1: myself, as you pour yourself another dealer.
0: drink, it's good. But it's really just a Lacroix. But anyway, so then he goes on stage. Did you hear this part of the story? So he's out. Of sh- he's getting ready for a show, and there's a fiddle player. They okay, said so we got a fiddle player. For
1: oh you. yes, of course.
0: And she walks on stage, Amanda and he's like Shires, right? And he's like, game over. This girl is it for me. And so they get involved in a relationship, and she's like, here's gorgeous,
1: well, great, or vi- uh, great fiddler slash violin player. Yeah. It's basically the same thing. It just depends how you play exactly, it.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And she says, here's the deal. You're great. I love you. But you got a bad drinking problem, and you need yeah. to kick it. And he was like, game over. So that's what that song's about, is
1: Yeah, she got... She got some of his friends together, and then Ryan Adams, who's a singer-songwriter. Who
0: I love. Yeah, he's great. He's not of I, I heard
1: he's also kind of a dick, though. Is he a dick? Yeah, that's what I heard. It's unfortunate. I know. That's how I feel about Chevy Chase. It's like, Same. I love Chevy Chase, but, but, but I heard dick. he's such a douchebag.
0: That's true. There's but a couple I, people like that. We could do a whole podcast on people that are
1: dicks in real yeah. life. Yeah. They did I make about, shit, though. They do. So, <laughs> yeah, like, do about like. the end product here? <laughs> But uh, yeah, and so they kind of got him into—I don't know if they got him to the program—but um, that's what Cover Me Up's about. Yeah. And then his whole 2013 release, Southeastern, is a absolute masterpiece. Really? And so, have you not heard the whole the whole album?
0: I am so sorry. If you want to continue to cry, to if you want to continue like to cry,
1: he's got a song called Elephant okay. about a friend of his. Who had cancer? Oh, good night. It might make you cry more than "Cover Me Up."
0: Okay. So elephant, it is.
1: So the whole album is called Southeastern. You got to check it out. Okay. Uh, but anyways, yeah, "Cover Me Up" is a beautiful song, and I saw it live in uh, Tempe Town Park.
0: Who was playing it? Jason Isbell. Oh. Yeah. So he was on stage. And so why why that song? What was it about that song that made you go, Yep, that's getting put into the rotation.
1: Hey, it's a beautiful song. It
0: is. Lyric uh, wise. Lyric wise amazing
1: melody's beautiful. It's like What's
0: the best lyric in that song?
1: <sighs> that's a to hold on. <laughs> now I gotta think about that. I think honestly it might be the opening line. Well, I mean, how do you even pick? I, but a heart well, on the run keeps a hand on the gun. You can't trust anyone. Yeah. Now, basically, that just means you're running from yourself. Yep. Yeah. So it always keeps you on edge, and you can't trust anyone, let alone yourself. Yeah. So, A, that says a hell of a lot and basically no lines at all. Yeah. That's what that, makes it an amazing song. That's my entire love ahead. life
0: wrapped up in the Orleans. You know what? I'm like, that... This song's about me. This song's not about alcohol. This song's about Trisha.
1: Well, he writes. I said the same thing about me. Right. You're
0: like, this is me. This is me. I gotta, I gotta, I'm trying to pull up the lyrics now. Love was
1: a dream one that I'd never seen until you came along. I mean.
0: Right?
1: How do you pick one? I
0: I don't know. I don't know how you do. Yeah. Um... But Girl, Leave Your Boots by the Bed Wing, I'm just like, I'm so down with this, yes.
1: Well, and the other thing about that song that just makes it so powerful is the verse really is kind of, it's it's pulled back. It goes a little high mm. on the third stanza, but like, okay. um, it keeps it a little more subdued, and then it hits it hard with that first big high note on the chorus, Girl, Leave Your Boots by the Bed, like you yeah. can really... Girl.
0: So yeah, we don't want Trisha to
1: sing, but it's hard not to. <laughs> I, it's, a, it's a great song, and like when I'm on stage and I do that song, I always save it for last. Yeah. Uh, because it, I'm not saying it brings the house down for the crowd, but for me, I'm not doing anything after that. Yeah. Pretty much.
0: Like that's like, it. Stories down. That's, that's where I
1: leave. The heart on the stage. That's it right there. Yeah. For sure. And um, I'll watch videos that you know people take while I'm doing that song, and I go you <laughs> I'm really getting into it. <laughs> like, holy you shit. are
0: like, well, and it's funny I because can't help it. it's
1: I, too powerful.
0: It's a powerful song. It is, and and Morgan Wallen should not get credit for that song, and it bothers me. But the only, the first time I heard it was at Country Thunder. Yeah. He played it, and I was like, "What is this song?" And then I drove home from Country Thunder listening to the song, and I cried from Country Thunder <laughs> to <laughs> my house, and I just kept putting it on and on and on. I hope you're but drinking
1: water because that's deep. I, I anyway.
0: was drinking water <laughs> at that point. I was drinking water, but there is something about that song. So anyways, so fast forward, so I'm at Country Thunder crying, crying, and just FYI for the listeners, I just got divorced in December, mm-hmm. so I'm in a weird place. So, I'm at the Klein Country Campout. Yeah. This is a safe place. I'm just gonna party. I'm gonna get rowdy. <laughs> it's gonna go okay. There's no crying
1: yeah. at the campout. No, there's not. Baseball and then, either.
0: In baseball either, as we know. Tom Hanks said. So, I'm watching Drew Cooper, and it's a Saturday 2 o'clock show. This is the one where you were in Bisbee. Yeah. And I'm thinking, this is a lighthearted thing. Probably it's a good time to start drinking because it's 2 o'clock. Not
1: you. And you're camping. And
0: I'm camping. You can crack a
1: beer at 8 a.m. if you I could.
0: But I was trying to delay until the is well, you
1: know that it's going to go a long night. And it's
0: going to be a long night.
1: season professional is aware. That pacing yourself is important, and not and starting Roger is also really t- important.
0: Roger kept repeating, "pace yourself, pace yeah. yourself." And so when you hear it, you're good. and then stupid Drew Cooper, <laughs> who I love, gets on stage, and I'm sitting on a bale of hay mm-hmm. with my cocktail at yep. two o'clock. And here he comes with stupid cover me up. And I'm like, and so then I couldn't keep it together. So now I'm crying and now he's looking at me because I just met him the night before and he has just found out that I got divorced. And so now he's looking at me. I'm crying. I've got a drink. And part of him feels bad, but part of him's also like, Hey, if I play a song and you cry, That's probably a good thing. Yeah. Not a bad thing.
1: No. It's, I mean. That's the goal. That's another thing you can say about Cover Me Up is I think more than almost, I mean, it's maybe top 10 songs at most cathartic. Cathartic. I would describe that song as incredibly cathartic.
0: Good. Good summation. Yeah. Agreed. It
1: just just pulls some out of you.
0: It does. For sure. And
1: um, if you watch, I would recommend watching the live version. He's from Ooh. Austin City Limits, oh, but he's got a slide player that oh, plays no with kidding. him on it, and just the slide player is just—it's the tastiest guitar playing. <laughs> tastiest. That he'll hit a line, and then the slide will come in, and it just—it's giving me goosebumps thinking about it. It's just such a, it's wow. such a great. Those two together. You gotta watch the live okay. version of it.
0: I will do that.
1: Do it in a place where you're probably willing to cry, but uh, <laughs> I
0: mean, I cry everywhere now. it right. before I got divorced. That's I was fine. like, never cry. I'm like, I'm not a cryer, and now I'm just like, <laughs> life is hard. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> that's how it goes. For a year, I'll cry, and then I'll stop. Yeah. So we were talking about your guitar. So you yes. get a guitar. You don't do anything with it in six. I really like either. how you brought that. I know. That's, that's
1: very well done. It's
0: good. See, that's I'm very not well done. I'm not a novice podcaster. No, I'm I'm you know, I know. I can't wait to
1: you. Shift into and brought to you by our sponsor.
0: Yeah. All right. Our sponsor tonight is Amsterdam new Amsterdam vodka.
1: Yeah, this isn't your dad was Amsterdam this, vodka.
0: It's just not- so anyways, that's what it's brought to you by. Yeah. Hopefully and, uh, they reach yeah. out to me and send me either vodka or money.
1: A yeah. they little column A, a <laughs> little column B. Six <laughs> and one, half a dozen on the other. So. But uh, Okay,
0: so the guitar. Seventh, the guitar. seventh
1: grade? To, uh, actually, no, I think I took my first guitar lessons in sixth grade. I mm-hmm. took them from our youth group leader, Lenny Hunt.
0: That's right. We talked about this. Christian, you you yeah. were a Christian I, boy.
1: I let Yes, I was, and I led the uh, worship band uh, for a while when I was like in junior high. Love it. And um, and then okay, now I'm gonna try to speed through the timeline here. I'm gonna let you. When I was like 14, 13 or 14, I got with another guitar teacher, George Humley, who was a terrific mentor out uh, of McMinnville, Oregon. Wow. Uh, his kids. He had three kids. They actually ended up going on to be on America's Got Talent. Wow! And like nearly won.
0: Are you kidding? Uh, they're
1: called We Three. Huh? And um, they—they're all terrific musicians. Their their oldest son Josh plays the hell out of a set of keyboards. Plays great drums. Bethany plays the bass. Uh, Jeez. Like it's—they're really really talented. And I and we would play like uh, these worship bands together. And I'd be the guitar player, and then we would play, like, these little Fourth of July festivals, and I'd be the lead guitar player, we'd play Journey songs, we'd play Boston nice. songs.
0: I love it. Like, my
1: favorite song when I was, like, 14 was Peace of Mind by Boston. Love it. And we would all just jam on these songs, and uh, some Doobie Brothers, and so we did a lot of, like, fun, sort of classic rock covers when I was, like, 14, 15.
0: That's so fun.
1: And, uh... Yeah, just kind of played here and there, going up. But uh, you know, in my hometown of Dayton, uh, it was like twenty five hundred people. My graduating class was sixty five people,
0: Holy and uh,
1: not a huge music scene there. But uh, <laughs> this is surprising. We do me. the we do the school talent show, and yeah. I, think, I think we did uh, we did Slither by Velvet Revolver. Oh, geez, we did Edgy. Meant to Live. Oh yeah, we did Meant to Live by Switchfoot, which was huge at the time.
0: Don't, I have a Switchfoot story. Do you? I do. You wanna hear my
1: switch? I would love to hear your switch that story.
0: So I am in Carlsbad and I have my first son, it was probably he was probably two. I have my second son who's like Three weeks old.
1: That's a fun age.
0: It, no, neither one of those are fun ages. And you're. At I this say point,
1: that people who say that yeah, they just turned 74. At,
0: at this point, you're like, why did I have children? Whose idea was this? I don't think it was mine. So, anyways, okay. I we are going to church because I'm trying to be a good mom, and I was yeah. raised Mormon, but I was like not for me.
1: By the way, my hometown, huge Mormon population. They had great senses of humor, as a lot of church-going folk in any denomination do, because there's a lot of, sort of you gotta keep yourself in line, so internally you develop a lot of kind of weird...
0: So true. Yeah. So But anyways, religion in and of itself. It's a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. (laughs) But anyways, so I am going to this church, and it's right after 9-11, and the pastor goes, my son's here today. He wrote us song, post 9-11, we're all kind of hurting, we're all in turmoil, and he wants to play it. Up comes to the stage, John Foreman. But Shut this was before Switchfoot.
1: The front not, door. I know!
0: Thank you for, you know, controlling the this language. This was, like,
1: 2002?
0: Like, 2001. Well, Ooh. my son was born in 2002, so maybe it was, like, January 2002, but he wasn't born. I don't remember no all the timeline. So he just comes John up Forman's as John Foreman. one of
1: songwriters of all time.
0: The things that he like, there's this Christian music scene that all right. of us are like, no, like but that's. And there's the good
1: ones. But, Switchfoot, Need to Breathe.
0: And you're like, what's happening? Mm-hmm. But Switchfoot is the one that started that off. I don't care what anybody says. No, I
1: totally agree. People
0: want to argue about it, and I go, you know why we have Need to Breathe? You know why we have all these other totally great agree. bands? It's because of Switchfoot.
1: Because Switchfoot learned how to toe the line. They didn't do exactly. They didn't do what Third Day did. They didn't do what Stephen Curtis Chapman did. Now, they've got their place. I think they've got some good songs. They do. No question. I was raised on a lot of that music. Oh, absolutely. And I still think a lot of those songs are absolute jams. They've got good songs. They've got good songs. However, Switchfoot went a lot more philosophical. Yes. He had songs that talked about, like, St. Augustine. Yeah. And songs that talked, like, he went super philosophical. He did. they C.S. Lewis. Yeah. And he, they- it, he oh yeah he channeled it way more into what's a song i can write that everybody mm-hmm. really gets there's a spiritual element to it but we're not True. upfront about it no and i totally agree switchfoot kicked that direction off off.
0: and then you were like i can absolutely listen to that before you're like i can't uh, no like i'm not listening to that please stop (laughs) but anyway so that's how i got acquainted with switchfoot and so it was just john foreman playing you know and it was just that he was the pastor's son that's crazy because mark foreman was the pastor and he honestly reminds me of dana carvey I'm not oh, really? joking. John Foreman's dad, Mark Foreman, he's North Coast Calvary Chapel's pastor. He is, I'm not joking, Dana Carvey. And my ex-husband and I used to just die laughing through most of the sermons because we're like, Dana Carvey's giving us a sermon. Check it out.
1: Did he do voices? No. But he just had the Dana Carvey vibe. Right? super
0: happy and just would do like the hand gestures like Dana Car— I don't know. It was funny. So anyway.
1: And Mark Foreman, the Mark yeah <laughs> So that.
0: And then Foot launched their big, you know, yeah. album, and I was like, I knew these guys were. Yeah, way they had like three
1: more. albums before meant before the beautiful letdown and then that yes. album just hit so hard so
0: hard and i could listen to that start to finish yeah tomorrow
1: yeah From that album the on, they pretty much only released bangers oh yeah all the albums after that were all super good for sure yeah for sure but well that's wild
0: anyways that's my switchfoot story and i, I got you totally off track no, so anyways
1: awesome.
0: you're at the the church you're leading the worship band you're okay. all about this you're having a great time yeah. and then you're like Jesus, you know. Yeah. Does he have to come everywhere with me? Well <laughs> just kidding. It was
1: I did a lot of uh you know, you do a lot of soul searching, you make different decisions and um Yeah. You just kinda I don't know, the point is you go to college. <laughs> And you make more mistakes. <laughs> and then you start...
0: I made zero mistakes in Christ, no, I, I don't bet. even know what yeah, you're talking about. Sure. I was like one. Sure. Maybe two.
1: And Mormon was really still in you, like, keeping you. <laughs>
0: yeah. um, no.
1: I won't go into my whole philosophy on kind of where I stand now. It's way too... I, I, but,
0: I, but I want you to, because I think we're probably in the same place, and that would be weird. Because for the last... I felt like I needed to raise my kids as Christians, and now my youngest son is a super strong Christian, and he mm-hmm. gets on my last nerve.
1: <laughs> See, here's the problem. I have a problem with oh dogmatism, gosh. and that's what I discovered. Oh, is
0: It's bad. My
1: opinion is that Jesus wasn't religious.
0: He wasn't. He was a liberal Democrat, is my feeling. I don't
1: know if I would say that, but, but uh, I do know where people come from when he they say out that. out
0: with the gay people and the hookers. That's who he was chilling with.
1: I agree, but I think that... I wouldn't put it under a label like that. I know why you say that. Like, I get it. Yeah. But I would disagree.
0: Okay. I think
1: it was way more... First of all, to say liberal Democrat, we're talking about free thinking here. And nobody's free thinking Uh, anymore.
0: Nobody's free.
1: Nobody's free thinking.
0: Amen. That's the best thing you've said. (laughs) I'm going to the podcast, nobody's free thinking Nobody's anymore. free thinking. Alright. You like it? I think that'll work, Unless, yeah. then you, there, We may have a better soundbite. I think that might no, be I, it. Yeah,
1: so my opinion is and this is what I've sort of tried to structure in my own life is I am way too aware probably too aware mm-hmm. of how many mistakes, not only have I made, that I seem to continue to make, and <laughs> I'll probably make in the future. Same. Like and, and, Same. <laughs> I mean, we heard about how I feel about pop country and such. Like, I am an opinionated person. Yeah. And I will sort of voice those opinions. Mm-hmm. And then I'll look back, including on my own podcast. I'll look back on, like, my own opinions I'll go, that was absolute bullshit. <laughs> and so I know how yes, wrong I that's was. So true. I know how right... On certain issues, I think I am now, but there's always a part of me going, in five years, you could easily look back on this being like, that was the dumbest thing you've come up with yet. Yeah. I feel like they're right. I feel like I have a solid foundation as to why I think these things, Mm -hmm. but I'm super open to being convinced otherwise if I hear compelling evidence to the contrary. Yeah. So the key today nobody's open nobody's open i've
0: I've made up my mind it's done it's like well can we have a dialogue about it no i don't i don't want to talk uh, to you about it because i already know what i think and if you start talking to me i might have to change my mind heaven forbid yeah and that's annoying
1: heaven forbid so my opinion is i think like i'm not saying i'm trying to model it after jesus because i don't know enough like i know some because you know i was raising it and i looked into it quite a bit sure but my whole philosophy is just I'm pretty much accepting of anybody. I'm accepting of anybody except for one type of person. If you're annoying, I'm just not into you. Like...
0: <laughs> is this why you don't like me, Austin? <laughs> <laughs> I even, what? I'm just
1: kidding. What? I'm just kidding. Uh, Yeah, so I'm, I'm... Yeah, I let everybody, whether you want to let your freak flag fly... Yeah. If you want to let, let your every, freak flag fly, but fly. cool, yeah. then we're cool. If you want to let your freak flag fly, but it's like, this person is the most annoying person I've met... I will let you be that as much as you want. I'm just not going to hang out with you. And so, yeah, my whole thing is like nobody knows what they're doing. We're all making mistakes. Mm -hmm. We all think we're right in the moment, but we'll all probably be wrong further down the line. Yeah. And so I try to keep a super open mind about pretty much any philosophy uh, while retaining my own. My own personal philosophy, but keep an open yeah. mind to everybody's philosophy because I go, I don't know. Like, I thought this five years ago, and then I discovered new information that changed my opinion on this or that, yeah. and so who am I to say whether right now that's wrong? Yeah. It's so like, I'll go... It's interesting. Somebody wants to tell me their philosophy? Interesting. interesting. I will take that. I'll consider it.
0: But I love that response. I may argue
1: with you because I'm trying to suss out the deeper nuances of what your argument is. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's like, don't. I, I try not to be too confident in the things that I know or think I know. Yeah. Of course, well, of course I break my own rules sometimes, but... At least I'm sort of aware that to yeah. do that sometimes.
0: But that's the opposite of being dogmatic, right? Yeah. So I always tell, as a professor, one of the things I try to get across is, like, if I could give you one. There's lots of one gems, communication gems. But one of the ones I say is don't be dogmatic. Yeah. Because you don't know. You don't. you don't. You haven't lived that person's life.
1: Sometimes Just, you hear one perspective and you go, I didn't think about that entire know. spectrum of ideas. Yeah. And you go, well, shit, this kind of, this yeah, changes a few things. You
0: can't be dogmatic. Yeah. That's the thing, especially when you're having rhetoric about issues or you're trying to figure out these super complex issues. Mm-hmm. You know, the last time you were at your show, we got into this whole people coming across the border and what is that about and how do we secure that border? And, <laughs> you know, we were getting into this whole conversation where we were like, it's not black and white. Yeah. And we were able to have a conversation where yeah. it's like, look. The people that are putting fentanyl and all the cocaine, I don't want them to come in this country.
1: No, you gotta keep it, the fentanyl yeah, out of the cocaine.
0: The, the fentanyl did not be in the cocaine. That yeah. is my number one priority. I might run for
1: office. So you should.
0: And it'll just say no fentanyl in our. Honestly, cocaine. Honestly, no
1: fentanyl <laughs> in the cocaine, and don't be dogmatic. Might <laughs> I, win you the presidency. So. I,
0: it might, right? Yeah. But that was one of the things that we were talking about, and you're like, listen, I don't know, because some of the best people I've ever worked with on the farm. We're absolutely, and we shouldn't call them illegal, but they were immigrants. Yeah. Without green cards.
1: Some of my favorite people in the world, like yeah. people that I worked alongside with, sweat alongside with, moved pipe and tall corn with, like uh, nearly died those pipe, with. You just moved. Just, you moved, just, to it. just moved it. moved <laughs> it. No. Thank you. I appreciate that we separated the the two. Yeah, the levity. I just... Yes, I I do appreciate levity. Uh, But you're right. Um, Yeah, people... um, I can't... It's too nuanced to say one way or the other. It is. So many things are based on a case-by-case basis. And that's really hard to deal with when you're dealing with a singular policy. But... um, Absolutely. I'm really glad that this is going to now lead us into Afghanistan.
0: Please. <laughs> Finally. <laughs>
1: Just kidding. Just kidding. I, knew, I knew there would be a way to put <laughs> it there.
0: Good job. We're not going for well it. Well oh. done. We're not, not going but for well it. Well done. I like it. So I don't know where we're at. We're
1: at... Okay, so I'll, I'll speed through the rest of the bio here. I'm
0: going to be quiet.
1: No, no. no.
0: I'm going to take here. different... I have ice.
1: I'll hand you a little more of this. See, hold yeah. on.
0: What are we doing? That, I, you, you put it
1: too ice. solid of a thing. Too there's solid, solid a whole, of a thing. There's a whole...
0: Uh, I have a tendency to do that. I there's
1: a whole... whatever the. Word is about uh, ASMR. People really like the sound of uh, like they clinking do. glass or they clinking do. ice in a glass. True. And so you just drop like a rock in there, and uh, you want to drop more of a... Do you
0: think the mic? It looks like the mic's actually picking this up. So we do have some ASMR going on right now in the podcast oh, for yeah. free. Oh yeah. Right.
1: We are. It'll be fine. If you want?
0: Yeah, I do. Now that I took a couple sips, I was like, I only oh, put a
1: little bit. Good for night. Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> Help me. So, if you also want to not edit this, that's fine, too, because I, like, I don't really edit our podcast at all. So, like, if you just want to let the whole thing run.
0: I I mean, I might. It's easier that way. It takes a lot less time. It's way you're, like, way. published.
1: It's way Instead
0: way. of, like, there was an um, I'm going to take that out, I'm going to take that out, and then you're like... You do that? No, I start at the beginning, like, this person said a lot of ums, I don't want them to be self-conscious, no. and so then I'll take a couple out, and then I'm like, I'm not doing this.
1: Anymore. Well, the deal is, it's, it's, I do this it's a conversation... So Yeah, well, yeah.
0: And it sounds more natural. I
1: used to spend so much time on our podcast because we had commercials. We would write these commercials, (laughs) and I would edit them. I would put music. So we would get together one night, write four commercials, full commercials. Then we would get together, whatever the next night was, record a three-hour podcast.
0: Oh, my God. And then
1: I would sit down with this microphone. And add music and cuts and uh, <laughs> volume adjustments. That's crazy. I would add applause because our show is a talk show with an audience. I love it. And uh, applause. <laughs> and so it was so much. It was so much work. So now we do a lot more like this. The yeah. point is, um, especially for something like this that's super conversational, I should just leave it all in. Yeah. My, unless somebody says something. Legally liable?
0: Yeah, which we might, but probably so, not. No. So far, we're doing okay. So far,
1: I think we're doing alright. I don't uh, think
0: my job's in jeopardy.
1: No, I don't think mine is either, because okay. I'm a musician yeah. and a truck driver.
0: Which is a great combination. Yeah. I feel like it's very uh, Clint Eastwood,
1: but he bet. wasn't
0: a musician.
1: No, but he was an artist. You he know? was
0: an artist. I mean, he's so, a hell of anyways, filmmaker
1: and director and all that. I was.
0: I watched. Smokey and the Bandit.
1: Nice. Uh,
0: which I haven't done in a long time, but I was watching it, and uh, Don Williams came on. Uh-huh. Do you know Don Williams? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Not right. personally.
0: Me neither. I think he's dead. But. Pretty confident. Coffee black. Mm-hmm. Cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Start this day, like all the rest. Yeah. First thing that I do every morning is start missing you.
1: Oh, oh okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, so that's all you were actually
0: asking. No. But anyways, so Don Williams came on stage and I was like, How did I forget about the beauty of Don Williams? Yeah. And so then I for two weeks listened to nothing but Don Williams. Nice.
1: You know what song I heard this morning that uh so I am up about four oh, fifteen every morning. Ouch. And but I've got an alarm clock radio. I've had this alarm clock radio since I was 12. It's, nice. It's still going strong. I
0: love it. Because it uh, wasn't made in China. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look, the CCP has really bogarted our good alarm clock it systems. Has, for sure. But uh, the song that... So this is, is going to sound real weird. Have you ever had... Like, something that's happening in the external world come in during yes. a dream? Yes. Okay. Correct.
0: So Absolutely.
1: this was about 4.15, yes. my alarm clock radio comes on, and my dream, I don't remember enough about it, because of course you never remember your dreams. No. I just remember there were two women on stage in like a live event. Yeah. One of them was Alicia Keys, and I can't remember who the other one was.
0: That's hilarious.
1: And they started singing, You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman. Oh,
0: like Franklin.
1: Yeah, wow. And that song hits so hard. It does. I've been listening to it all day. It is such a good song.
0: <laughs> you're like, that's it. Nothing so, else. So,
1: like your Don Williams thing, it's I like, know. I think I'm going to be listening to a lot of Aretha, a lot of Marvin Gaye, like a lot of that oh, late 60s, so early 70s soul. Yeah. I think I'm really going to be getting into that over the next couple weeks. That's so, good stuff. That song hits hard.
0: Okay, so now we're back on, you're uh, in high school.
1: High school, doing these things. Uh, and then I go to. We have a center market that just opened up in town. Nice. Again, it's a small town. We don't have a gas station. That's okay. We had Putz Market, That's and then we had the center market open up. Okay. The center market had a tape rack. Now, so I, I'm thirty. Yes. Fresh, just, freshly, just 30, freshly thirty. Freshly thirty. Yeah. But I had a bunch of tapes, and my dad had a bunch of tapes, and I go to center market, and they have a Leonard Skinner tape. They have a Leonard Skinner 20th Century Masters.
0: Oh, forget about it. And I
1: got into that and that changed so much. Give got, me
0: three steps. Give me three, three steps, Mr. Mister.
1: Obviously Sweet Home Alabama, oh, Freebird. Oh, Freebird. Which my roommate Freebird yells out at every life. show he's out, he's at, well, as if it's original, <laughs> but he does it because he knows that it's not original. <laughs> But, I mean, then it had other great songs on it, and, um, mm-hmm. I mean, that was it. So, it got Super and Leonard and then, of course, I played, you know, Sweet Home Alabama so much, and uh, Eric Clapton was another uh. good one for me, and then Brad Paisley, one of my favorite guitar players.
0: Yeah. Really?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, that guy... That was my first guitar hero, for sure, was Brad Paisley.
0: That's great. But, uh... I can't even he's think a, of he's another Brad Paisley song. Help me.
1: Little Moments. Thank you. It's got a great... It's got one of the best country g- guitar solos, like slow jam guitar solos. Little Moments. Time. Little Moments. Huh. It's, kind of, a cu- he's a it's kind of a cutesy song, and really? he's kind of a cutesy artist. He
0: is. He's married to the girl from Father of the Bride.
1: And according to Jim.
0: <laughs> That's right.
1: But he enlisted her in a video... As a way to meet her, stop. So he could marry her. Yeah, it's a hundred percent. And what's her
0: name? Who knows? Kimberly
1: Williams Paisen. God, they're
0: just the cutest. That's what I was hoping my marriage would turn out
1: like, did not. Everybody wishes (laughs) just that.
0: That's what you miss by. It's not gonna happen for you, Austin. I know it. Well,
1: because the deal is, he was the first that I'd run into of singer songwriter guitar player and he was really good at all those things so that's what I aspired to be yeah so I want to be a good singer I want to be a great songwriter I want to be a great guitar player
0: I feel like you're all three.
1: Oh thank you that <laughs> was not fishing, I, was not that. fishing. Did, it, fishing that was not fishing it not fishing It's fishing the like video that she that. was in was uh, I'm gonna miss her the fishing song which is worth re-watching if you haven't mm-hmm. seen in a while it's a funny mm-hmm. it's a funny video anyway so I got into him and Skinner and all that and then I went to college and, um...
0: Finished your college degree? I did. Good for uh, you.
1: I played... I didn't focus on music nearly enough. I focused on it. I wrote a bunch of songs. I played a lot in my room. I played a lot for fraternity events. Like, we would That's go... That's
0: amazing. Well, it was... That's smart thinking.
1: It didn't hurt. We would, like, uh there'd be different you know fraternity sorority events because
0: if i showed up at fraternity i'm definitely not looking at the frat boys <laughs> i'm like where's the guitarist <laughs> it didn't
1: it didn't hurt, it didn't hurt. It, didn't hurt. <laughs> it didn't hurt but uh we would go and like we'd want to get you know a sorority to do this big event with us and so we'd go and it's like austin write a song and we'll go to their house and we'll all like practice and we'll all sing it
0: stop it them.
1: yeah we did that bit.
0: magical uh, i love it
1: still sour that the Kappas didn't pick us, but uh, I'll let that go. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so I would do that a bunch in college. And then in 2015, so it took me and six And you
0: were at Oregon
1: State. Oregon State? University. Let's go, please.
0: I just wanted to give you a Not that other one. Thank you. I
1: appreciate it. <laughs> but uh, we would go, or uh, so it was 2015. It took me six years to finish my degree.
0: Doesn't matter. It's not a race. It's not a race. It's but an experience. In,
1: so I started in 2010. I graduated in 2016, but in 2015, I moved to Nashville, because I was able to finish my degree online, so I was like, before I move, wherever I'm going to move next, possibly back to the farm, I'm going to go to Nashville, give it a shot. And why?
0: Just because that's where you go? I was still
1: in the mindset of, you write one good song, the right person hears it, and that's it, which...
0: Did you save up a ton of money? Did you have 10 grand? Were you five yeah. grand? Were you $300?
1: Uh, that's, that's why I had to move back pretty quickly. Yeah. Ran out of money. So
0: you get to Nashville and you rent a room.
1: I, so I. You're living am,
0: in a van down by the river. Yeah.
1: No, I drove out um, just by myself. Uh, I borrowed my parents' suburban. Uh, Because the vehicle that I had was just not good enough to haul all the stuff that I needed. Yeah. And I borrowed my parents' Suburban, and uh, I drove out to Nashville, and um, stayed in a hotel for like three days, and then I found an apartment. And as soon as I found that apartment, I just went to every open mic I could. I remember playing. So Douglas Corner Cafe in Nashville is one of the... Sort of classic open mic places. Blake Shelton,
0: Reba,
1: Taylor Swift, a lot of big names. Garth Brooks, a lot of big names played there a lot. Some even got their start there. And but the thing about that was you had to call in to get your spot for the open mic, and they would do like a four person round. Oh, so geez. a musician would play, and then they would go four. And I think they each did two or three songs, and the next set of four musicians would come up. And you had to call in, like, right at 3 p.m. And you would always call in, and the line was always busy. Oh, man. And I think one time I got on kind of early, and I would play it every week. And it was ru- it was run by Johnny Winter's... Okay. You know Johnny Winters from Yeah. Yeah. And Edgar Winter, like that whole family. Yeah. It was run by like their one of their brothers, I can't remember his name, but it was something winter. It was run by him and most of the time I didn't go on until about one to two thirty in the morning. Are you when there was no one left Except for, uh, you know, the geez. rest of the people still will play.
0: Yeah.
1: And, um, I just remember, and then I would go play at like Jake's Corner and I don't know, a few of these other places. And <laughs> it was so naive. I was 22 at the time and I had all these songs that I'd written. I had, I had this song that I'd written about moving to Nashville
0: Yeah.
1: and, you know, people at home like them, people here are going to like them. Mm-hmm. And, um. You know, not much response. And I would go on stage, and I would hawk my own stupid YouTube and the most naive thing you could possibly do uh, at an open mic that you kind of learn as you go on. But, you know. But
0: how are you supposed to how know? How are you supposed to yeah, learn without, without making mistakes? Yeah, it's
1: true. And, uh, yeah, didn't, yeah. And it just, uh, I played some cool places. I did meet some cool people. But uh, I ran out of money, and it just wasn't working out, and so I moved back to the farm for four years. and kept So how disappointed music.
0: were you? And how long did it take you to realize this? Three months? Six months? A year? Uh,
1: about six or seven months.
0: So you gave it a good... I mean, it wasn't...
1: I gave it a good shot. I traveled around a lot while I was down there. I remember making one late-night trip. I was just like, screw it, I'm driving down to Pensacola, Florida. Oh,
0: that's great. And
1: I just hopped in the car, and I drove through... Through the night down to Pensacola, Florida, jumped in the ocean and drove around listening to Jimmy Buffett, one of my personal favorites. Yeah, and, so uh, good. Then drove back the next day, uh, excited to get back from my other job uh, where I was selling books.
0: In, so in Nashville, you're also during the day selling books?
1: Outside of Nashville, I was in Hendersonville.
0: Okay. What kind of books?
1: <coughs> uh, Chilton's? Chilton's, no. Uh, <laughs> I was actually working at a Christian bookstore. You are a good Christian. And, uh,
0: Selling C.S. Lewis.
1: Yeah, well, trying to hawk it because a bunch of people would come in, and I was very much on my like, I'm into this, but I also have my own philosophy, yeah. which is very non-judgy, super non-religious. Yeah. No dog dogmatism. No. Fully <clears throat>
0: accepting. And as love far him. as I
1: could tell, Jesus was accepting of everybody. So.
0: I mean, that's how I remember him.
1: Yeah, and so people would come up to me and this is i mean this is tennessee this is the south this is this very is the south. Let's this is very this much, is the south people would come up to me and speaking of switchfoot need to breathe i remember specifically this one couple came up to me and they go need to breathe they uh, you know they got good songs i don't feel like they talk about jesus enough <laughs> and i'm working the counter and I'm, huh? and I'm trying so hard not to argue with this guy. I was like, well, yeah, you know, but at the same time, they're reaching more people. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing.
0: It's seeker friendly. You want as many people as possible secret to, to catch that. Yeah. And, uh. To catch the vibe.
1: There was so much of that down there. Because
0: they're super Bible thumpers down there. Oh, yeah. It's like the Bible. Like, there's bell. no. It's the Bible. Yeah, bell. it's the Bible. And there's no gray. There's no, no gray area. No, there's no gray. Yeah.
1: And, uh. So I was working there, and um, but I did get to sell some books to Ricky Skaggs. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love Ricky Skaggs. such a Good song. He's got some fantastic songs. Mm-hmm. I wrote Forty Blues. Like. Oh, so. Good. I I love Ricky Skaggs, and he came in. And, uh, Did
0: you know it was him? Like, instantly? Like, you recognized it? I realized him? it at the
1: very tail end of talking. Oh,
0: God, I hate that. I know. <laughs> really? Like,
1: Which is actually probably good because I acted more natural. True. Until I realized who it was. And it's like this guy can play the shit out of a guitar, <laughs> the shit out of a mandolin. I can do a it all mandolin. It's a great songwriter. The
0: writer. mandolin is an underused instrument. We should talk about that.
1: Well, the Silver String Band has me do it sometimes. They have and, you
0: mandolin?
1: have me mandoing. And I get a little bit better at it every time, but I, if it's ever, do you want to play mando or guitar on this song, it's like I want to play guitar because I'm super comfortable with that.
0: The mandolin's no joke. It's the, a hard the, instrument. The mandolin's
1: okay. awesome, though. It is. It makes me a better guitar player because it's such a smaller instrument. So small. It's, it's eight strings. It's eight strings? It's eight strings, but it's separated over four. Each set of two strings is tuned the exact same. Interesting. So it's also a little harder to keep in tune. Yeah. The old adage goes that you tune a mandolin once, the first time you get it, and then you tune it again in 20 years. <laughs> which is not really true. But it is, it is a tougher instrument, but it makes you really tight on your picking ability. Yeah. Which just, guitar players... Everyone thinks that the left hand doing all the movements around the neck is all the hard thing. It is not at all. The hard thing is your right hand moving from string to string, yeah. making it really clear. Yeah. So, but the Mando's really good for learning that. Interesting, Anyways, yeah. sold some books to Ricky Skaggs, which was super cool. That is cool. And then um, moved back to Oregon. Um,
0: and your dreams were crushed? You're going home like, this is devastating?
1: Well,
0: or I'll a, okay. little,
1: a little column A, a little column B. Okay. I remember saying to my mom that like you know I feel like I'm probably gonna work on the farm you know this might be it yeah and um, I was like I'm still gonna write and make music like I can't for me and I think for a lot of you know people who make music it's not that I want to make music it's a legitimate compulsion yeah is that I can't keep from wanting to create something new and something that interests me like it's way more than I want to be a musician. It's a lot more like I'm fully forced to be a musician by I my have own to do this. constitution. Yeah. And so it's like I'm not going to stop doing that. That would no. be impossible. But I do feel like going to continue to make music. Yeah. But I also feel like I may be farming and not going to make it music, and this might be it for me. Like, I think I might be in Dayton for the rest of my life now that I moved back from Nashville.
0: And did you say it like, it's fine, or...
1: No, I said it as an existential crisis, for sure. And, um... But I continue to write songs, and, um... I continue to write... I stopped writing, like, country songs that I thought people wanted to hear. It was actually a pretty big turning point.
0: Huh.
1: Um... I took a few mushrooms. (laughs) Things kind of... You know, you get a a little bit of a different perspective. Yeah. And um, Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to stop writing songs that I think people want to hear. Yeah. I'm going to write songs that I would like to hear. And I know that sounds super cliche, by the way. No, it's not. It's like, I want to write songs that I want to hear. Yeah. A lot of them were terrible, but a couple were pretty good. Yeah. And then, like, around 2018, I was like still farming you know i'm running these you know uh berry harvesting crews of like 40 people we'd be running it through the night middle of july and um i mean just working my ass off yeah uh truck driving and uh moving pipe and blah 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 and i was like i think i'm gonna move into real estate and real estate allowed me the opportunity to have enough sort of freedom to be able to also record my own album while also selling real estate.
0: Yeah. So So you go to real estate school. How old are you uh, at this point?
1: So for real estate, I think I was probably 25.
0: Nice. And you're like, getting to real estate. My dad
1: sold real estate before he, so my dad grew up on the farm. Yep. And then he ended up, he opened a tanning salon with him and his friends. (laughs) Because that's where the hot
0: girls come, and why would you not want to see that?
1: That's almost, yeah, that's exactly why. (laughs) And then he got into real estate, did pretty well in real estate for a little while, and then he came back to the farm. And um, he's an impressive farmer. I don't want to say that he came back to the farm. The amount of work that goes into actually being a profitable farmer. Oh, I can't imagine. Is, you have to be a businessman, you have to be a scientist, you have to be a good operator of everything. Yeah. You have to know pretty much everything about everything. Jack
0: of all trades. Yeah,
1: literally. Like, it, it, my entire life was growing up going, I don't know how the hell I'm going to learn everything that he's learned. Like, yeah. it's like, it seems impossible because, of course he doesn't know everything, but in terms of how he operates, as a kid you go, this guy literally knows everything.
0: Everything, yeah, of course.
1: And so, and then he came back to the farm and, um... So I was like, "Well, I'm going to try real estate for a while. Maybe that'll be a good way to learn some stuff, and um, it'd be cool to sell houses and free up a little time. Maybe play a little more music." Yeah. And so, I decided to record an album of the songs that I'd written over however many years.
0: And I'd you're recording you in a studio? You're recording no. in your basement? So I
1: recorded a few albums before that, all just terrible. There were a couple good songs here and there. But, like, I'd been recording albums since I was, like, 16. But they just were all laying like,
0: down tracks just in Just laying bedroom. down
1: tracks in my bedroom. Okay. So I wouldn't call them albums. I would barely call them CDs. Doesn't matter. They might belong a on an
0: 8-track, but even then.
1: <laughs> um, and it was I only say, they, I always it was say they belong on an 8-track because <laughs> no one would listen to them. But um, I was just finally like, you know what? Because for the longest time, people in my hometown were like, you know, we want to hear something please release an album yeah and it was a lot of just very supportive people um that's great you know small town like everybody knows everybody everybody knew the family because our family had been farming there for so many years and yeah um yeah so but i was like again where i was from there was zero music scene yeah and so i was like screw it i'm just gonna do it all myself and so i got on craigslist i bought a hundred dollar drum set I had a bass or no I did the bass on the keyboard I can't remember I might have either had my own bass or I uh, I might have done a little bit of both and um, I laid down all the tracks myself that's
0: so cool and I
1: edited it myself and I mixed it myself and it shows I'm still super proud of sort of the product that came out but um
0: playing all of those instruments. It's like...
1: I'm proud of it in that respect. Yeah. I'm proud of some of the songs, for sure. Some of the songs I still play all the time, and I'm... It I feels
0: very about. Dave Grohl to me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, I'll
1: take that comparison <laughs> as well. And, uh, and it allowed me to experiment and, you know, try yeah. a bunch of different ways of recording and different... Um, I don't know. It, it, it just allowed me to try a bunch of different things. Yeah. And uh, so I'm coming out with an album... I keep telling people on stage that it's going to be at the end of this year, but at the pace that I'm going at, the ability for me to, so I just finished recording the whole thing on my computer where I did all my own instruments, but that's so I could put down all the tracks so I would know exactly how I wanted to do it when I go into a real studio. So cool. So I just finished that So
0: you, like, recorded a Mm pre-album, which is the full album, and now you're going to go into the studio and do it again. And
1: now I'm going to go to the studio and redo it. And so the amount of time I have to actually make that happen may not happen by the end of the year, but it will definitely happen in early 2023.
0: Yeah, good for you. That's amazing. For
1: those of you listening in 2023... If it's not out. I don't know what to tell you. He tried. But like,
0: Listen, it was a goal. You no, know,
1: it it really is one of my top priorities to get that out. Um, but this time I'm going through a real studio and I'm going to do it correctly this time and see if that works. But Good like, because I is only know me? how it sounds if I do it myself. Yeah. And I did have a mentor who taught me a lot about recording. His name's Carl Dudley. He was the best guitar player at our local church. Oh, wow. And uh, he taught me a few things and. Um, my internship for high school was I got to go work in a studio.
0: Are you kidding me? No. That's I, the best internship ever. You know
1: what my internship project was? Recording a song. Oh, my just, God.
0: You're like, easy, done. So that was cool. Thank you.
1: That was cool. I wasn't a great student, though, so I didn't learn all that I should have. So I would But the other thing about recording and recording yourself is you're too close. This is the same reason I hired out to Sidria to do my logo. Yeah. Because when you're trying to do creative things about the music instead of the music itself, it behooves you to get somebody who's not so close to the project. Yeah.
0: And how did you find Sid?
1: Um, I'd seen so I'd heard her name around, but then I'd also followed her on Instagram for a while and she's just so talented. Like
0: Because yeah. your logo's amazing. We'll, we'll thank put you. a picture of that's, that's I really all, like it. That's all her. Like yeah. I gave
1: her the inspiration and the ideas for how I wanted to do it. Yeah. It's all her.
0: It's really cool. And need she, a sticker. You have merch. I have...
1: No, I'll get you a sticker before you leave. Okay. She, uh... And so she just asked for, you know, a few pieces of information. What's your inspiration for how you want to do this? Really? I sent it to her. She sent me like five different proofs of different options and I narrowed it down and that's the logo. She's insanely talented. She's working wow. for our radio as is she should. Really? like she's, yeah. she's getting contracted out to a bunch of places. She's super talented. And
0: is she local Arizona?
1: I believe so. Yeah.
0: Good for her. Yeah.
1: And, um, but yeah, people should check out her Instagram, Sidria, at Sidria. It's uh,
0: Sid, S Y D
1: S I D R H E A. Okay. Incredibly talented. Um, and
0: she's a graphic designer. She grass-
1: Yeah, and nice. the the amount of she's done stuff for the Black Moods. Wow. She's done some really really cool stuff.
0: Oh, that's so, so cool.
1: Um. But the point is, for both recording logo stuff, a lot of different design stuff. Especially like when I take the album photos for the new thing, I know what I wanna do. Yeah. But I'm not gonna hire anybody to just come take a picture of me. No. Like I'm gonna hire a professional. Yeah. of course. it's because A you wanna hire a professional. If you're gonna be professional, it's worth it to hire a professional. Yeah. But at the same time you wanna have somebody who's not too close to the project.
0: Yeah. Of course.
1: So anyways, and then sense. I've been down here That's for about, for just under three years. Under three and years. I met and the so coolest, the coolest people in the world down here.
0: Wendy. Uh, wrap this up what do you mean when are you like I gave Phoenix a shot now I'm going home open-ended yeah because you like it down here and this music music scene is super supportive why well, would you I, leave
1: I'm not actually going to ever wrap it up here yeah if anything I would split my time between the farm and here because I still really do care about the farm it's yeah been in our family forever and um my sister and her husband uh he was my sister married the farmer next door
0: <laughs> which I love and they've
1: got I a beautiful baby girl she
0: is so cute she you have so to cute. follow Austin on Instagram to see the cute baby girl you
1: got to yeah
0: because she's adorable
1: she is and um but they're doing awesome and he worked super hard and my sister worked hard she was in politics for a while running campaigns nice. and um and she's shifting and taking care of the baby. Yeah. And doing little things here and there. And she's one of my favorite people in the entire world. And, and that's uh, your
0: only sibling. It's
1: my only sibling. We were and born on the same tenu. day.
0: That's right. The same, the day, same and day. Two years two apart. apart. Two years apart. So. Cool.
1: And um, we are very tight. Um, I mean, it's a farm family. Like. Yeah. You argue and. You have your different things because it's high stress and you're all working together. Yeah, of course. But at the same time, uh, it also makes us very tight. And, um, you know, I call my grandpa once in a while and all we talk about is what's going on on the farm. That's so cool. And so I would like to not miss being a part of that yeah. because it is very important to me and very much in my blood yeah but at the same time like i said it's a compulsion i can't yeah. not make music right. and i love arizona and i love everybody that's here it's so a, it's a
0: cool it's a cool group of people i mean it just yeah. and i don't know nearly what you know but you gotta come just, to roosters i do have to come to roosters and there's other places uh, if you fought and if you follow austin on instagram which you should you see all his posts now the last time i saw austin i said to Listen, dude, I want to come to your shows, but when you post it at 6.30 and the show starts at 7, I can't. And he was like, I'm trying to get better at it. Social media is not my thing. Yeah. And now, since I criticized him, mm-hmm. in hopefully a constructive and kind way.
1: Hey, I'll take any <laughs> criticism. He's
0: really good at it. And now you I post like it at like noon. Yeah. And you're like, this is where I'll be tonight. So here's
1: my question he's for you. How
0: many times a week? I mean, I feel like, uh, Four, You're to five. Busy. four to five. You're busy.
1: I'm busy. Yeah. And uh, every
0: show is amazing. Uh, like if you show if you go to show four of a week, it's just as good as show one. Well,
1: thank you. I uh, I mean yeah, I try to because it's still you know, it's fun for me too. Like I don't I don't phone in shows. You know, I want to give everyone the amount of effort that I gave the last one. Yeah. Uh so, but let me ask you this yeah. question.
0: Ask me. I can't wait. Is it
1: better to post the show the day before or the day of? Now, before you answer, the reason I ask that question is because if I'm going to do something, I'm looking at, like, when I look at other people posting stuff, if I'm going to make the choice to go to a show, yeah, I'll probably make it day of, unless it's, like, Sturgill Simpson or Eric Church is in town. Yeah,
0: it's like a. It's thing.
1: usually not a planning out thing. It's more like, "Holy shit, they're playing tonight! I want to be there." True. And so, do you think it's better to post it the day before or the day of, early in the day?
0: Okay. So here's my. I'm going to tell you a story, Uh-oh. and that's going to be my answer. All right. So when we were at. The country Klein, the Klein country camp out. I don't know. It's CCC. That's yeah. what we're going to call it. Um, I posted a picture of you, me, Coop, and Kathy, who was who was with me. Yeah. And uh, one of the girls on my Instagram goes, I know that guy. Him and Coop used to live in my apartment complex. You said, Oh, no. yeah. No, that didn't happen. You are like, We never, Coop lived and I never lived together. But she's like, And Austin awesome. play all the time, and I know him. And I was like, Oh, yeah, cool. So then. I got back to Phoenix and I was talking to her. I was like, "Those guys are great." She's like, "Oh, they're the best. They're so much fun." So then you had posted a show, and I go, and it was the day of, and I said, "I'm I, I have my palm open as my phone, and I'm tapping it to show Austin what was happening. It's really helpful, isn't it? To have a visual." Yes.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. Well,
0: I'm a visual learner. <laughs> yeah. Hands on and okay. visual. So then I push this button. But anyway, so I go, "Hey, Austin's playing tonight." At Whiskey Row, do you want to go? Well, she lives in Gilbert. It's not that far of a drive from yeah. her. For her.
1: Uh, Whiskey and Row or Gilbert? Or, uh, Whiskey Row or Stillery?
0: You were at Whiskey Row. Okay. That particular night. And I said, hey, you want to go? And uh, this was back in, like, probably May.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And she goes, well, I mean, I would like to go, but I can't go tonight. And I'm thinking your story this you don't have enough. kids mm-hmm. can't you get a pass from your husband and, but husbands don't give passes sometimes which i don't really understand well, she, she should have married she, she should have <laughs> so she said no i can't go but next time let me know a couple days in advance yeah. and i was like yeah, that's not how Austin works. <laughs> You're not gonna get a
1: couple. Well, things here, here. Here. I do on my Facebook. On my Facebook, I post everything the full month ahead of time. Well,
0: then I'm on the wrong social media. So I need question. to go to Facebook.
1: Here's a question for you. We're get, we're doing shop talk here on the podcast. I don't
0: know if you want to do Facebook. You're, are you getting good feedback? Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Because the old as, ladies are like, yes. No, a
1: bunch of Phoenix, like a bunch of musicians and a lot of Phoenix people are get good all, getting all over Facebook. Get good feedback on Facebook?
0: Yeah. Okay. I would have gone with Instagram.
1: Well, I go with Instagram, too. I go with pretty much everything but TikTok. And I know people tell me I should be on TikTok. You should. I mean. Ugh, I don't want to.
0: Why? Uh, Can't you, like, play one. a rift?
1: Can't you, like, teach?
0: One. You could do teaching TikToks.
1: That's Good. true. My sister suggested that. See. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Okay, you do not have to.
1: I'm thinking about it. Okay. I keep opening one and starting an to count, and then going fuck this, and then I quit <laughs> it again. But
0: it is a little. Lo- it's a little. It's a lot.
1: Yeah, TikTok's and it's it run by the Chinese Communist Party, so
0: that's true. We can't allegedly, but allegedly. let's all
1: face it. It's definitely true. <laughs> it's definitely true.
0: But <laughs> something goes on TikTok, and all but of a sudden, let me ask a lot this question. So. Okay.
1: Would it be a good idea, and I think I already know the answer, at the beginning of each month, I, like, sit down with my calendar, I put out all the shows that I'm doing that month, mm-hmm. should I put together one singular Instagram post that has all the gigs listed, and then I post as we go along? Would that be smart?
0: I don't know if i do a full month. i do two weeks. All right. I'd do two weeks, and I'd probably. Let, I mean, depending on if you've got five shows a week, and you've got ten on an Instagram post, that's a little overwhelming. But if I knew your next six shows on an Instagram post, I'd like that, because right. then I could be like, okay, I'm gonna go to that one, I'm gonna go to that All one, right. I can't make that one, and I don't wanna
1: go to the show alone. Every two weeks, I could do.
0: I think, I think that's what I would do. All right. 10 might be a little too much, but six to eight shows in sure. advance, I think that's good. Because then people can. Hey, well, we're I'm going to post about a
1: day of anyways? You're
0: going to do that anyways, right? So yeah. to give, I think. I don't have. See, at my age, because I'm an old lady,
1: it's like <laughs> a Come big up.
0: ordeal to be like, hey, you want to go. Like to me.
1: Hey, it's a big ordeal to me, too. I,
0: well, but at six o'clock, I'm like, I'm going to go down to the store and see Austin. And everybody else is like, well, hold on a second. I gotta check with people and I gotta be like, Well, you and I are living totally different lives in yeah. our late forties. So it's one of those things where age. it is. It's the best. So I don't know, people have a hard time rallying at that age and it's yeah. like, Come on, let's just go But they're yeah. like, But we're not twenty anymore and we can't do that. I was like See, well, I, don't sure, buy that I don't like
1: it either. I like I don't anybody that and it's not that i don't like them but I don't, don't like, like
0: the philosophy. I don't like the
1: philosophy of we're not this anymore so we therefore we can't do that i don't it's like no i don't like, get it if you want to do anything go do it you're gonna have to deal with whatever the consequences are but it behooves yeah. you to be somebody who says yes to say yes because here's the say thing. yes to every what show that does well yes. for the people going to the show and the people playing the show
0: and that's say yes. said the the I say yes to every show. And all of us should just say yes. Because saying no, I don't know where that gets you. Well,
1: it just shuts down the opportunity for something to happen. Like, sometimes it's just going to be a boring thing. It is. And, like, you just don't have fun. But sometimes, like, because at the end of everybody's lives, what you look back on is... I mean, we all think about the things you look back on. I think most of the things you look back on are memories and memories alone.
0: That's 100% And so
1: there's really only one way to create those memories. That's by saying yes to, you know, experiences that you didn't see coming. But it's like, you know what? Let's get out there. Let's see what happens.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, I've had more fun, kind of weird things happen that I'm going to get to, you know, talk about. Sitting on the porch at 80. And so I am very much a person who's like, I don't feel like it. My friends will call me. They live in Gilbert. And they'll be like, we're having a pool party tonight. And it's like, I've been playing shows for four or five nights this week. I don't want to. And then they go... I'm not gonna say what they say to me. <laughs> it's really not admissible on a podcast.
0: But I can imagine. You can imagine. I think
1: that? everybody can imagine what your male friends would say to you about yeah. why you're not coming out to Grab the your thing. purse. and, for the yeah, and I usually just and go. Come. All right.
0: All right. And you have the best time. And I have a great time. And yeah, you're tired the next day. Last work. weekend,
1: I finished a gig and I was like, I'm going home. I got a four-hour gig tomorrow. Oh, I'm yeah. really gonna call tonight, and they yeah. go, just. Come on, we're gonna go play this game where we flip quarters on cardboard and there's a whole drinking aspect. It's like, I wanna go home. And they're like, just come. And I said, All, All right. Okay. And next thing I knew, I got home at like 3 a.m. got yeah. uh, home. I got back to their apartment, crashed at their apartment <laughs> till like 3 a.m.
0: And then you got up and went to work. Yeah, and it was a great time. time. You were fine. Yeah. And all day you were like, that was a good time. I'm glad I went. The lack of sleep and the tiredness I feel now was 100% worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot
1: of people actually feel that way because there's a whole thing. I know we're probably nearing the end here. We've been going for a while, but.
0: We have. But who cares? It's been so good.
1: It's been great. But.
0: I can't sleep.
1: My whole thing about sort of experience in general, and this goes for going to open mics or this goes for almost doing any activity because everybody would prefer to be at home, right? Yeah. It's the comfort it zone. Is, it's like, true. When it's you're true. on the couch, like, laziness breeds laziness, activity breeds activity. Like... That's that's a good philosophy. It is very much, and I've noticed it myself. Me too. I think the human animal is complex, but it's not really. No. Laziness breeds laziness. It activity does. breeds activity. Yes. And what I've found is it's like jumping into a cold pool. Yeah, the anticipation makes you nervous. That initial shock whether it's going out, taking a shower to go out, yeah. that initial shock is kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah. 95% of the time you end up going, you know what? I'm glad I came out.
0: It's. it's that's so true. And post COVID, this is more true because yeah. everybody got so comfortable at their homes and they didn't want to go out. And I mean, honestly, and that was probably one of the things that led to my divorce is I was like, I, c- I can't sit here anymore yeah i gotta go and he was like but i like it here and i was like i hate it here i gotta uh, go yeah and that's still somewhat what's been going on and i have had the best time over the last year yeah
1: getting out there camp out oh my gosh country, country thunder,
0: thunder. went to circus Mexicans, which we're gonna talk yeah. about your circus Mexico story because we didn't get to it Uh-oh. so i'm listening <laughs> i Yes. We should pull him in for this one. So, anyways, he goes, <laughs> so you're talking about the Circus Mexicus, and your experience is different than mine, because I was there enjoying it, but you were there as a guitar player. Yeah. Well, the best part about Circus Mexicus for me was Drew Cooper was on the bill Sunday. Mm-hmm. It was my son's 20th birthday. Yeah. And I That's felt funny. like I had to get back for his birthday, but then part of me was like, you're 20, you don't need your mom there. But my ex-husband was making me feel super bad. Like, it's his birthday. You need to be here. Right. And I was like, but it's Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> and I said to my son, like, you're going to be 20. Like, it's okay. And he goes, Mom, go have a good yeah, I'll
1: time. I'll be there for your 21st. Right? I'll be there for
0: yeah. your 21st because we're going to go to Vegas and we're going to have a thing. Yeah. All right. But my husband's like, you need to be here. And I was like, fine. And I already felt a little guilty, but not a lot. But he's yeah. making me feel a lot guilty, so I was like, yeah. I'll go back. So then I'm looking at it and I was like, shit, Drew Cooper's not going on until Sunday. Like this sucks. I'm gonna miss Drew Cooper. This is the world. oh well. Let's go on no eleven and too. five. Eleven
1: and five. And if you go on at five, you're not gonna make the hoarder no. by eight p.m. You're not for gonna a make rose. the
0: hoarder, which is part of your story. Oh, it's what, five your and dilemma. A half. The your dilemma. So I'm like, I can't believe I'm gonna miss Drew Cooper. All right, well, yeah. that's how it has to go. Saturday.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We get to Banditos. Yep. And I'm getting out of the cab, and I'm like, oh, my God, Drew Cooper's on stage. How did I get so lucky? So I am from the cab.
1: Is that when they were doing the, round, the acoustic round? No.
0: No, this is, like, 6 o'clock, 5 o'clock, before the Peacemakers are taking the main stage.
1: Okay, so that was before I got there. Okay. That was
0: before. You haven't even gotten here, honey. Okay,
1: yeah. I hear Drew so Cooper. Funny, 30 hours of my life
0: not, it's the best time. So I get out of the cab and just break out into a run because I am so happy for some reason Drew Cooper's coming on Saturday night. Like, I couldn't believe my luck. So I come running through and he's just laughing on stage because he sees me. And I probably wasn't super sober. So I'm like, (laughs) here I come. Um. And he singing you know, singing a song and so I get there and I'm standing there and sure enough, what do you think he sings?
1: I would say cover me up that bastard yep.
0: so I'm drunk now I'm crying yep. and that's okay because Drew Cooper came on Saturday that's night.
1: Mexico's uh, motto by the way <laughs> I'm drunk and I'm crying I'm drunk and I'm
0: crying so anyways I was so happy so then I run up on stage and I see him when he's done playing and he, I said where is that cute little guitar player of yours <laughs> and he said he's gonna be I was like, perfect. So yeah. then I think I drank some more. I went and watched uh, the refreshments. Oh, that's right,
1: because that's when I saw you, it was when they were doing the
0: when rounds. they were doing the yes, rounds, that's right. and there was four of them, and I can't remember, it was Roger, it was Drew, and then but there was loved. four
1: of them. There was four of them, and then Roger showed up.
0: That's right.
1: It was Coop, it was Jamie Lynn Wilson.
0: She's amazing. She's awesome. Beyond. Oh
1: yeah. Uh, and then it was Ryan Colwell. I, really hate that I don't remember who the other one was. I,
0: I don't know. I but think it was that long
1: haired kid. Yeah. Turned to only be 21, and everybody yes. else is like, he's only 21. What a bunch of bullshit. Why? He was it's like, this guy's doing so well for only being 21. Oh my god, he was not like, not in like an actual in a, bitter way, but just like, yeah. this is a bunch of bullshit. <laughs>
0: not fair. Not fair. Pull back
1: the talent. But, but then, so they did like a round. Yeah. And then Roger Klein came yeah, up with his 12 string. Like, it was bananas. It was one of the best. Okay, so. It was the best part. I have a problem with live music only because I just want to get up there and play. Yeah. Like. It's not a jealousy thing. It's just, I see live music. I want to be up there course. helping create the sound. Yeah. However, that legitimately was one of the best acoustic rounds, let alone True. anything that I've seen in quite a while. Yeah. They all played their best things because they were all trying to, outdo. Ev- friendly, in a friendly, competitive
0: in way, correct.
1: outdo each other. Yeah. Jamie Lynn killed it. Yeah. Coop killed it. Like, everybody killed it. Ryan Colwell had, like, two songs in a row that he, like... I mean, he turned, like, seven-minute-long jams.
0: Yeah, he did.
1: But holy shit was the crowd into him. Like, yeah. he hit it so hard. Yeah. It was awesome. It I was still so think about cool. some of those songs. Like, yeah. So, that was, was one of the best sets It was one of the best, best sets. And I remember I was, we were hanging out, and... Couple other people there. Yeah. But yes, that's where I saw you. Yeah. That was fun. That was that was
0: the highlight really of, musically. That was the highlight of the yeah. weekend, I think. But I didn't. It was so late that. night.
1: We hung out. You missed tacos. I didn't.
0: No, I had tacos on the way out.
1: And you missed tacos with us.
0: Mm-hmm-hmm. But anyways, the best story is Sunday. I love this story. So, anyway, so when we're at the country camp out to go back, I come in, Drew Cooper, I don't know who Drew Cooper is, but all I know is there is, I had no idea, but he starts playing and I don't know what he was, but I was like... This guitar player is the cutest thing I've ever seen. I'm just gonna sit right here and drink my drink and look at this guitar player. And so then we start playing the game. I go, you think he's, you think he's thirty? You think he's forty? She's like, game. He's not forty. I go. Hell yeah,
1: I'm glad I got that. You
0: think he's thirty-two? Like we're playing this whole game. I go. Anyways, he's way too young. But the point is, he's a cute guitar player. So then we go into the barn, and I think he were doing tequila shots with with a younger, a younger girl. This is so. Oh, this is all that in the doesn't podcast. sound like me. It does sound like you. <laughs> And so then I was like, I'm going to go buy him a tequila shot. Mm-hmm. So then I went over there, and then we started talking. And then we, the night.
1: Went the went, way it went. Went
0: the way it went, which was great. Yes. Um, and nothing happened. We sat in, yep. in Coop's RV. RV, and we talked about life. Yeah. And Coop talked about writing songs, yeah. and he talked about getting divorced. And then I said I
1: something. I a lot of real we really went for it joke wise yeah very cancelable we did. jokes So oh, bad oh, yeah. we would
0: have been in trouble if somebody oh, yeah. was recording I do recall that. but at some point Drew Cooper calls me out and he said well you just wanted to be impressed when you were married you just were waiting for him to impress you and I was like hold on a second and then I was like Steve I think he's right. Wow. I don't like him right now, but he's yeah. So he, we had a really good like philosophical discussion. A songwriter. That's perception. why like, he's a songwriter. Very
1: perceptive. Yeah.
0: So, anyways, I don't know Not why I'm telling scheduling. you all this. Not great with scheduling. So, uh, I mean, D- Drew Cooper's great. You're adorable. Together, it's the best thing you could ever experience in your whole life. But. You know.
1: Yeah, well I mean and that's why I'm excited to be able to go out on the road with him now. So you
0: have to. So the point of the story is you're in Sunday night, you're on a rooftop at Circus Mexicus. Yeah. yeah. And he's you're getting to know a young lady yes, up there. Yes. And finally she has to go. Yes. This is the best. This just tells you how old Austin is. Without me telling you his age. This tells you. And the night winds. she's gotta go. And your buddy walks up and he's like, Dude, she was super into you. Did you get her number? And you said Sure did not get her number.
1: I did not <laughs> I and at and, the time. And I
0: was just dying laughing. I was laughing so hard because I'm like, that's classic.
1: It totally is. And since then, I've not missed the opportunity. Before <laughs> like,
0: we do anything else, could I get you? I'm <laughs> not
1: doing that again. But, uh, yeah. Have
0: you run into her yet? No.
1: no. No, I would recognize her if I ran into her, but... Uh, it's going to
0: happen eventually.
1: It very well could. <laughs> However, Circus Mexicus bring... Just like the camp out. Yeah. brings people from all over the place. It does. Quick thing about the camp out yeah. is when I was down there, all of a sudden I walked... We're going to get a third Go Beavs reference. I was walking around uh, where the stage was, and... I see a guy wearing all Oregon State Beavers gear. Let's go, beeves.
0: What? And I Let's go, go
1: And I go, holy shit, are you wearing Beavers gear? And he goes, hey, I know your grandfather. I used to work on the competing farm. What? So there was a Sweeney farm, there was a Shelburne farm. Now, the Shelburne's are both some of my best friends still. We're going camping this weekend. Are you kidding? They're still some of my best friends. They, they still farm. We still farm. And he goes, I used to work for Shelburne's. And you know, old man Shelburne was pretty intense. Yeah. But your grandfather seemed like the nicest man of all time. Yeah. That still holds up.
0: That's great. And
1: he goes, we used to have all these competitions about who was farming most. Yeah. Long story short, he's the wrestling coach at the high school I went to currently. Are you kidding? And he travels. And around he's to at the campground. In the middle of nowhere, in
0: right down in the Mexican border. Of right by the Mexican
1: border always travels down to see Roger Klein. Are
0: you kidding?
1: He said me? he was almost gonna be at Circus Mexicus, he didn't make it. Yeah. But he's a current wrestling coach at That's the school I went to insane. where my graduating class was sixty five people. Like
0: I love that. I
1: see him way the hell down here. So
0: crazy. So So crazy. Yeah, the camp out. I mean, people don't understand. They're like, so what are you doing? And I'm like, it's a band. They've got a local following. I can't explain it to you if you don't understand it, but it's super cool and it's super fun. You feel like you're part of this family. Everybody's super nice. They're encouraging. You have the best time with them. And they're about experiences, which make life better. Yeah. Hard times, you go back to your great experience. And you yeah. go, what have I done? Yeah. That's really just where I've been so super happy. Yeah. Right? So, anyways, that's that's true. Yeah, so yeah. I'm glad I was at the camp out. I'm glad you were at the
1: cheers You hooked me up with some stuff. I know. I
0: did. I was a good proponent of you having a good time. Yes, you and did. And I still yeah, am. I just introduced you to a professor that teaches with me who's young. Yes, you did. In your age group group. Yep. In your age range. Sure. So, anyways. Yeah. We'll see what happens. you the
1: best. And I appreciate you having me on I'm the podcast. I'm a facilitator.
0: Thanks for coming on my podcast. I always need guests. And this is a new, this is a musician. This is kind of new. Yeah. It's usually old women talking about their lives. I've only had a couple of guys, so.
1: Well, I, my personal opinion, and we haven't listened to how the audio turned out. Let's hope it turned out well. Let's
0: hope it turned out well. Um...
1: I don't think you should edit it. I think you should release the whole thing. Do you? Mm-hmm.
0: There may be some damning evidence on there. I don't know. What now, I'm you can saying, go ahead and
1: listen I, to it again. I don't know what I you as damning evidence. I don't
0: know. You know, people, here's the thing. As I said the other day, I was doing an Instagram story, and I think I said something like, I really don't care what you think about me. Here's the story, because I don't. Right. Yeah. And coming from that Christian background where sure. I just kind of got out of that, where I was like, you know what, that's all fine and good. But we're all just trying to survive. Yeah. So let's not judge each other.
1: A, yes. B, I think it's a good example to put out things that, not that you purposely put out things that are negative or, you know, yeah. reflect badly on you. I wouldn't recommend that. But no. I'm saying I think sort of the good, the bad, and the ugly, you just kind of put it out there. Because for me, and again, I kind of, you know... I think one of the things that made podcasts such a big thing
0: mm-hmm.
1: and made people like Joe Rogan big and, like, a lot of these people really big...
0: The transparency! But the
1: thing is, when people listen to it, they're not listening to it. They're not watching it in a giant theater. Mm-hmm. They're driving alone in their car. Mm-hmm. They're cleaning their house. There's something about just having that in your ear that really connects with people. True. And there's something about, like, really laying yourself bare that actually, I think, really, that's the secret sauce. Agreed. That makes the better podcasts because yeah. people go I thought I was the only one mm-hmm. or all that I can't believe they admitted that but technically that applies to me too
0: yeah
1: like that's my opinion yeah. on it and sure do I have regrets on some of the podcasts put <laughs> out? absolutely <laughs> but at the same time I go
0: when your roommate hit on the groom's mom it was like yeah you. Okay, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Like
0: this is the best that's what you about podcasts yeah. is that kind of stuff
1: and you don't and anybody worth anything in my opinion yeah. doesn't end up judging that person for that
0: and if they do it's like really is if they them?
1: do it's like well you're a buzzkill like <laughs> i would rather not associate with you anyways so many i want to associate that. with well, people who are like i see where you're coming from yeah like those are the people that you would want to hang out with anyway so True. it doesn't really behoove you to uh cater to the pearl clutchers of our society the pearl clutchers. It, be- it behooves True. you to hang out with the fun weird strange
0: yeah people who I am people and take it or leave it okay. if you want to if you want to take it great so if you want to opinion. leave it bye
1: so that's my opinion
0: agreed yep. you and I we're just we're so on the same page indeed alright well thanks for listening to another episode thanks for being my guest Austin you were a ton of fun thanks
1: for having me on uh
0: Austin B. Sweeney on Instagram.
1: Austin B. Sweeney Music on Instagram. Austin B. Sweeney dot com. Yeah. Come to your local town.
0: Yeah. And can we find you on Spotify?
1: I'm on Spotify. Nice. I'm on Facebook. I'm on everywhere but TikTok.
0: Don't go to TikTok. For now. Just kidding. We'll, we'll be up on TikTok we'll in like see. a month. We'll see. I'm going to talk to him. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Thanks for listening to our latest episode of Life Takes Shape. Please visit us on Facebook at Life Takes Shape Podcast. We also would love it if you would leave a review either on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Thanks so much.